0: Welcome to the second season of Soundboard, the Steinway & Sons podcast on artistry and craftsmanship. I'm your producer and host, Ben Finan, editor-in-chief at Steinway and & Sons and for the online music magazine, listenmusicculture.com. My guest today is Steinway artist Ricky Pajot, who is currently playing on Madonna's Madame X World Tour and is also on tour with his own band, Parlor Social, which plays what Pajot calls speakeasy soul prohibition funk. He also recently recorded two classical works, available next month on the Steinway and Sons Spirio, the world's finest high-resolution player piano. Pajot spoke to me at Steinway Hall in New York City. Hey Ricky, Hi Ben, <laughs> thanks for joining me today. Thank you for having me. We are at Steinway Hall in the recital hall. You play piano for Madonna. Yes. And you've been doing this
1: for a few tours now. Yes, this is my fourth world tour.
0: Oh, my goodness. So I'm interested in hearing, what is the process behind going on tour with Madonna? How does the concept start? Uh, At what point does Madonna enter the equation? Yeah. You know what I mean? Do the musicians all get together in a room and talk orchestration? Is there a music director? Break it down for me, like what happens when you're on tour with Madonna?
1: All of that, everything that you just said is actually the opposite. Okay. The equation starts and ends with Madonna. So the music director, Kevin Antunes, he, um, you know, I guess they talk about set lists and all of that. By the time we get to rehearsal, they already have a pretty good idea of what the set list is going to be. It's going to mildly change from that. Okay. Now, this tour is pretty different because this is a theater tour. This tour being the Madame X tour. This is my fourth fourth world tour with her. My first tour with her was in 2008. And coming in, my first tour with her, it, there was a lot of programming during rehearsals. I had a whole stacks of keyboards everywhere, my accordion and all of that. So coming from that to this was a big... Big change mm. for not only for her, but everyone involved because we were so used to doing it a certain way. You know, arena, pop tour, stadium tours, you got a stack, of, you know, a bunch of stack of keyboards. And the thing about her, she wants the sounds to, to sound exactly like the album. She wants the songs, okay. our keyboard sound, to sound exactly like the album or better. That's mm-hmm. what she said. Mm-hmm. Make it sound exactly like, like it is or better. We used to spend a lot of time just programming sounds, um, listening, auditioning, making sure that, you know, you're you're um copying the, you know, the sound that's that's already yeah, your you levels
0: know. are your levels are set, yeah. your reverbs set.
1: Yeah, exactly. It delays everything to the T, everything needs to be like the album. This particular tour, it's a theater tour, so she wanted a more of an acoustic um, approach to it. So much smaller venues much than, smaller. than we
0: would normally expect from Yes, Madonna.
1: much more intimate. The fans are loving it. I'm loving it because I get to play on... Uh, I'm playing on a Model B. I'm having a blast. Yeah. I'm having a blast. You're playing,
0: you playing the whole set on the B? Or are there keyboards Well, as this well? is
1: this is the thing is that the musicians, we're not on stage the entire time. Okay. So because it's theater, we're featured on stage. But when we're featured... <sighs> It's only a couple songs here and there. Okay. And then you go out. And that's then nice. another musician comes in. So it's very feces. chamber.
0: This is the, yeah. uh,
1: Madonna's Chamber Music World Tour. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. You could call it that. You could call it that. So the particular song that I'm playing uh, uh, the piano on is uh, Dark Ballet. It's a big cadenza in the middle of the song. Classical. You mm. know, classical. Very um, challenging technically. So I had to spend a lot of time, you know, working that part out. Because the way the producer did it it was kind of like MIDI programmed as opposed to having a real player play it so you can hear the parts there's three parts okay. so i would need three hands to play the part exactly how okay. it is yeah. so when she sent it to me i was like you know there's three parts in there right you got to make decisions but she was like just play yeah. play like you know play like you hear it
0: mm-hmm.
1: the sound the song sounds great live so it sounds uh, very close to the uh, to the original and you know what better piano to play it on because your
2: world is such a shame your world's obsessed with fame, cause your world's in so much pain, cause your world is, cause your world
0: Tell me about the process of, of bringing it all together. Do the musicians, did you work out orchestrations first? And, and when did she come into the process?
1: She already knew, she already knew um, what instrumentation she wanted to have. So we have three strings, we have two percussionists, uh, myself on piano and accordion, two background singers, and musical director is playing keyboards off stage mm-hmm. mainly. Oh, and we have um Portuguese guitar player. Okay. This 15 year old kid, Gaspar. What I like about this new album it's very world influenced. So there's a lot of Portuguese influence. There's a lot of Cape Verdean influence. There's a lot of Brazilian influence. There's even some Middle Eastern stuff that you hear in there. Mm-hmm. But the common thread is, you know, the pop. Right. Pop, you know, a popist world. Production. Music. Mm-hmm. But. There's a lot of world, international, world beat influences in there, which is very familiar to me. Growing up, having grown up in Montreal, right. I was one weekend I would be playing jazz, next weekend I'm playing pop, next weekend I'm playing Brazilian music, next mm-hmm. weekend I'm playing salsa, yeah. Haitian music. Yeah. So much—that's what I love. That's how Montreal rolls. That's how Montreal is. Mm-hmm. So this album really brought me back, being able to hear and perform this music night after night. With her on tour really brings me back to what I, what I'm accustomed what I was accustomed to in Montreal.
0: Let's see how you got here. You were classically trained yes. as a young boy in Canada. Yeah. I know your brother from working with him at the 92nd Street Y, which yeah. is crazy. It's a small world. <laughs> yeah. All the Pajots are out there.
1: <laughs> um, so that's my big brother
0: Steve, yeah. Big brother Steve Pajot, yeah. shout out, big yeah. up Steve.
1: <laughs> um,
0: you studied classical and then you studied jazz at McGill. Yes, and and here you are now. So, how do we go from studying jazz at McGill to playing on tour
1: with Madonna? I think I would attribute that to going on tour with the Circus, Cirque du Soleil. Cirque du Soleil. That was yeah. your
0: first big tour with, tour, a, with a big yeah, group,
1: with a big production. Now you become
0: known as a guy who can do these tours. Well, and you get yeah, on the exactly. Tour circuit.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That particular tour was. I was musical director for, on that tour. We had seventeen performers. It was my first arena tour, so I toured the U.S. for the first time, and we did Europe as well. Um,
0: and that's a slick production, sort yeah. De soleil, that's yeah. We no did joke. we
1: did the MSG for a couple of weeks. Yeah. We did Staples for a couple of weeks. It was a great experience, and this, like I said, it was my first big arena tour. So from there, when I moved, I, that was 2006. I f- finished that contract in 2008. I decided to move. My wife and I decided to move to L.A. in January 2009. Three months after I move, I get a call to go on tour with Madonna. And in hindsight, I was told one one of the things that she liked about me is that I had come from that Cirque du Soleil background, and also I played accordion. Because her tour
0: is big and theatrical. Exactly,
1: exactly. So So having that that background, exactly Mm -hmm. having that background of performing for big audience, especially that tour that I did, Delirium. Our stage was if you look at an arena. Like a like a basketball court or hockey right. hockey, the stage went from one end to to the other end. It separated the, the entire arena. So basically, we're performing to both sides of the arena. That was a big challenge. But having done that, you really get to really project your performance, your energy towards the crowd, and not only to one side to both sides. So that's something I always, okay. even till this day, I always. Think of that in the round, exactly. I always think of that when I'm, even when I'm working with Madonna, to always project out there.
0: So the musical direction. Let's stay with Cirque du Soleil because, as a musical director, you have to figure out how this music lines up with these aerobatics and acrobatics, yes,
1: and and how to plan these hits to go with the stunts, the hits. And if one of the numbers is not going well. You what have you to do? know how to delay, how to, you know, how to vamp. stretch the song, vamp, vamp it ready. out. till <laughs> ready. Exactly. And at the time, we didn't, we weren't really hip to Ableton yet. so, okay.
0: So what so did that mean for you, doing what it we more did,
1: manually? Yeah, what we did was, like, if there was a number, especially even between songs, I had a little MPC, mm-hmm. the small version of MPC, and we had transition songs. So that transition song, if, if the number wasn't going well, yeah. I just you know hit the hit yeah hit the pad another Dial time it in. And, and then just slowly creep it back in until the performer would get it right wow yeah that's crazy and Be- my rig was a moving rig so i had to the, the rig was moving everywhere so i had to push my rig from from one end of the stage to the I, other i think i'm going into flop
0: sweat just imagining <laughs> How this goes down, where you're like, okay, I need, I
1: need like sixty more seconds. Yeah, here. exactly, exactly. This is not going. Oh, this is not the day. All right, cool. Let's hit that. Pad so, again. by
0: comparison, the Madonna tour is probably less stressful.
1: Uh,
0: or is it different? Tell, tell me it's, how it's different. It's,
1: it's a different because it's a different vibe. Obviously, she wants. She she, she hears everything. Yeah. First of all, she notices everything. Don't even try to slip something by her. She will notice. She's got the ears. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Not just the ears, but. The lighting. If the lighting is off, she'll know it. And that will distract her. If if a costume is off, she will notice. If something's wrong on the stage or if there's something odd in the song and the music, she will notice. So on that end, you have kind of that person to answer to. And Cirque... There's not that one star. I see. Okay. You see what I'm saying? There's I mean, not I've, that heard, one. I've heard some industry
0: stories about Madonna. I know she is a tough customer. That's, she has expectations. There's that she standard. Has high. She, has, yeah. Yeah, she has those standards. And which
1: is what I love because yeah. I grew up being like that. I grew up having high expectations for not only myself, but I always appreciate people having that also. So it was a great match for me to work with her because, you know, she's the type of person she'll work. This tour, like we were we were rehearsing till four or five AM in the morning. Every night. Yeah, it gets tiring, but you appreciate that. Cause I've you know, I have friends in the industry as well where the artist is not even there until like the last day of rehearsal. And that's not and her and then that's not she's there from day one. So Okay, so
0: that was my other question. How early is she involved? And your answer
1: is from the beginning. From the beginning, yeah. Cause she has a vision and she has to make sure that everyone who's working around her understands her vision. So she has to be the, what better person to relay their vision than, you know, yourself. Mm -hmm. So she has to make sure that this is being done right, that's being done right. The, the, The camera cues are being done right. The lighting cues are being done right. The music is played properly. The costumes are, you know, to her expectations. The makeup, the hair. And that all makes sense to me because since the 80s,
0: Madonna's strength has been that she is a chameleon. She's able to step in and out of looks in and out of different roles in and out of different musics yeah, and to get out in front of trends, spot those trends, quantify them, create music yeah, and then move on exactly so th- this is all making sense, yeah yeah
1: what I'm hearing from you. <laughs> great <laughs> I'm glad I'm able to make sense out of. The mystery behind Madonna <laughs> yeah.
0: no we all wonder when we see someone who's so driven and on top for so long, how's it go down behind the scenes? yeah, yeah Ricky, when you're not traveling across the globe with Madonna doing these demanding tours, you have your own thing going, which is a band collective mm-hmm. called parlor social yes, which you define as. Speakeasy funk. Speakeasy soul. Speakeasy soul. Prohibition, Prohibition funk. funk.
1: Yeah, That's yeah. That's it. Yeah. Okay.
2: And if you feel good, let me hear you say. And if you feel good, let me hear you say. if it's all good, let me hear you say. And if it feels good, let me hear you say. I'ma send it off in this place, you see. They come from ever calling just to fight it with me. In your head like a symphony. Out on the floor, it's a jamboree. Turn up, turn up, princess.
0: philosophically, you're getting at something here and I'd like to know aesthetically what it is and, and where it comes from.
1: Okay, so where where it comes from is basically, it's inspired heavily inspired by the 1930s, 1920s, 30s, Harlem Renaissance era, which is the era, the heyday of Cotton Club, Cap Calloway, Duke Ellington, Fats Waller, Harlem culture, uh, music, Paintings, um, literature, fashion, it all stems from that. Mm. But we wanted to make sure that we didn't try to replicate what they were doing. We want to take what they created and move it forward and do something new and fresh with it. So that's why we call it, you know, prohibition funk. You know, it has that 21st century aspect to it where I'm striding on the piano, but the drums, you know, laying down a backbeat to yeah. it. So while I'm doing... A little more
0: hip hop than swing. Exactly. Yeah.
1: And I, Desi DeLoro, okay. and myself, and we have a great group of cats, um, you know, that, that play with us. We just sold out Janie's Supper Club in Harlem. Right on. And actually, we were on, while I'm doing the Madonna tour, I booked a product social tour as well. So we have shows coming up in New York. Well, so you're not just sleeping? New you're York. not sleeping? No, no, not yeah. at all. <laughs> New York, next show is in Chicago. Then we have San Fran, we have LA. We have London and I'm still working on Paris, but, and maybe even Lisbon also. That's what takes up a lot of my time. It's, you know, they say don't give up your dream if you can't stop thinking about it. Mm. I cannot stop thinking about it. We've had our hardships. It's not easy being an indie uh, artist today. You're doing everything yourself. It's a gift and a curse because you have access to the fans directly, but. The support, the financial support is not there.
0: And you, and it's hard, it must be especially hard going from millions <laughs>
1: yeah, of people with yeah, Madonna to
0: yeah. hundreds.
1: Well, right? I mean, it's not because I'm not really looking you at... Don't, you don't get it twisted. No, like no, that. no, okay. because just seeing a crowd of people at our show happy, dancing, yeah. singing our songs, even if they don't know the songs, they're singing the hooks with us by the end of the song... That means everything to me because we created that.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: It's fun to play with Madonna. Right. It's fun to play those songs, but they're not my songs. Right. So to see someone appreciating, come up to us and say, you guys, you guys just made my day or I'm so happy I discovered you guys. My friend told me about you guys or anything like that. That means the world to me.
0: Moreover, Ricky, as world music infused as that Madonna tour may be, Uh that's not your voice. And, and this is. Yes. So yes. what is it that drew you to this specific era of time to use as, as a
1: jumping off point musically? To me, that's where American black music stems from. I mean, yes, there is the gospels and the spiritual, but Harlem, uh, Harlem Renaissance is the turning point in black culture in America where black people finally had a voice. It was a self-discovery in terms of, like I said, the fashion, the culture, the uh, the dance, the music, everything just blew up from that era. And we're still carrying, even through boogie woogie, to rock and roll, to funk, to R&B, 80s, 90s R&B, to hip hop, to what we're hearing now, to, well, obviously jazz, how jazz has developed. It all stems from that era. So yes, I like to say that our music is heavily influenced by by that era, but also, if you listen to our music, there's a little bit of Chicago, Two Steps in it. There's a little bit of West Coast, laid-back, funk bass lines that I like to put in there. Subconsciously, I don't even think like, hey, let me put... It just happens naturally. You know, there's a little bit of DC Go-Go in our music, too. Obviously, there's some East Coast hip-hop, boom-bap, mm-hmm. you know, drums in there, too. So... I mean, yes, I'm from Canada, but even Canada, we're heavily influenced by the US. You guys are sure. right. you're our neighbors. Sure. <laughs> you sure. know what I'm saying? So we grew up listening to to this.
0: Plus you're Canada via Haiti.
1: Exactly, yeah. So that that's and its, there's that that's at, its own
0: thing, and that's in New York very much. Yeah. As well. Exactly,
1: yeah. yeah. And even that, the Haitian culture, I mean, again, it's it's things that you put out there. You don't even realize that you're putting it out there, but other people hear your influences. They hear, oh, that has a little Caribbean flavor to it. Mm-hmm. Oh Oh yeah, I didn't notice that. Right. <laughs> okay, I guess that's my Haitian heritage coming out in that song. You know, that's my Haitian heritage coming out in my playing on this solo. The rhythmic, the rhythm, or even you know the way Desi sings. Mm-hmm. You know, there's Montreal will always be a part of us as well. And like I said, the culture of Montreal, where just the lifestyle, all the cultures mesh together. You have my best friends are you know middle from the Middle East, or their heritage is from the Middle East, and or they're, you know, Asian, or they're South American. Mm-hmm. We all grew up in the same, you know, the same neighborhood. All right,
0: man.
2: <laughs> huh. No girl maid has got a say on sweet Georgia Brown. that is to oak so sweet, sweet Georgia Brown. Uh, okay. They all sigh and want to cry when she comes down. I'll tell you why. in bed when she comes to town what a shame what a shame
1: Street men telling me that you bad. no bad meaning good, but bad meaning what it meant. First beat mad, cause all the loop they spent trying to impress you. So now they're looking for the worst way to address you. Slinging your name in the mood and giving you a bad breath for shame they couldn't recognize game. You're a true one. Asked if I know a real chick, I never knew one. Got
2: love.
0: Been listening to Soundboard, the Steinway and Sons podcast on artistry and craftsmanship. We heard a clip of Madonna performing dark ballet from her album Madame X on Interscope Records. We also heard clips from Parlor Social performing Let Me Hear You Say Hep Hep, Jumpin' and Jivin', and Sweet Georgia Brown. All from their album, Say Hep Hep. This is Neo Ragtime. Our intro and outro music is Philip Glass's Mad Rush, performed on a Steinway Model M by me, Ben Finan editor-in-chief at listenmusicculture.com questions for the podcast can be sent to info at steinway.com with the subject heading soundboard thank you for listening